Today for our podcast, we wanted to talk about beaches that are very special to us in a very particular time in our life. Um, they're different for both of us. And I wanted to talk about our college beach towns. So I went to NMU, so in Marquette, Michigan. Andy went to GVSU, so your closest one is actually... Grand Haven was closest to Allendale, so that was my beach. And what I think is great about it is they're very different experiences when oh, you yeah. go out to the beaches. For sure. So do we want to start off by talking about what that first day of when you were... Like it was spring and everybody's getting out to the beach for the first time... Like, that is something that always felt so good. And it wasn't quite the time that you should be at the beach yet. Mm -hmm. But in college, you're like, whatever. Like, I just want to get out there. Yeah, I'll start with my uh, early season one. So, <clears throat> if you've ever been to Grand Valley, you know you drive right there is the Grand River. So, it's the Grand River pretty much runs right along the side of campus. It was really hot out one early spring it was like that first day where it probably should have been a beach day but we had some other stuff going on but we're like we need to go swimming so there's always talk of do you swim in the grand river is it like a swimming area or do you not and we were like oh, let's go down there so we we drove down we knew a spot where you could get down to the river's edge where like people fish and i was the first one to go in i stepped into the bank and went like waist deep in <laughs> black muck i mean it was it wasn't like garbage it was just mud i mean it was a, a riverbed bottom but it instantly led to the no we are not not swimming i was so muddy that i actually had to ride in the back of the pickup truck back to campus because there was no way i would have been able to even get inside of a vehicle so that early season usually would lend us to making the trip out to to Grand Haven and we go out early in the season each year like right when the ice is breaking up when those when those days when it's nice out and you're like okay I'm going out to the beach and then the water's still like 40 so right. um, which you dealt with that a lot more the yeah. cold water um, yep. early in the season but uh, with me going out to Grand Haven was is huge. I mean, it's still a, a big thing. If you go out there, you see a ton of Grand Haven's very much a popular beach hangout area. Lots of uh, college kids go out there still. So one of the things that I did a lot of though, and I'm going to expand a little beyond the beach was my friend had a boat and we would at the time go to Hanky Pank on Spring Lake, which it was I don't think it's quite the same now yeah, I don't as it so used either. to be. Um, I I know there's still boats on Spring Lake that tie up a lot and hang out together, but at this time it was like it was big, and w I had a friend in college. This was like one of the funniest purchases ever. But a group of like eight guys that I knew a couple of them all went in and bought like a forty foot boat that was. Not that nice, but it was like a cruiser. Yeah. And they would get out first. They would head out early. One of them was a DJ. So they'd get out, and they would be like the center boat. And the guy would set up his DJ equipment in the middle or on the bow. And then everyone would start tying up off of them. And you jump from boat to boat and float around on rafts and all of that stuff. And one day, 
that boat had so many people on it that it actually started to capsize. <laughs> and everyone was like diving off the sides and jumping into the water because like it was about to just go down. But uh, yeah, Hanky Panko, a lot of fun memories there. So you take in that, um, that area in Grand Haven uh, State Park and City Beach. Those were my college spots. I remember years ago, you told me, and I don't know what the truth of this is, isn't that what American Pie was supposed to be based off of? Grand Haven, yeah. Grand Haven? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So that was based off of East Grand Rapids and um, Grand Haven. And in the movie, I think it was called East Great Falls. Like, right. they didn't use the Grand Rapids name yeah. in the movie. So, all right. Mine was very different because I went to school in the UP. There's less people. It's a little bit colder for a lot longer. And... Um, so I played football at NMU for everybody that uh, doesn't know that part of it. And I, it, I only say that because it's very specific about how my beach days went. So I lived at the very top of Marquette. And it was right by the high school, but up the road for anybody that's there. Um, and I was right across from the water tower. So I was at the highest point of that area because that's where they put the water tower because everything flows down. You know that? No. So, water tower was there, and then um, I would take my bike in the morning, and I wouldn't have to pedal, because it would be all downhill to where I got to McCarty Cove. And there was a spot at the time where somebody dug a big hole, they put like a stick that was probably 10 feet tall, and so everyone would say, we're going to go to the stick in McCarty Cove, and we would get there in the morning, and we really wouldn't leave because there'd just be people coming and going throughout the entire day, but I was one of the main, like, we're just going to be here all day. Uh, that was right when the Oberon kegs were super popular. And this wasn't, you're not supposed to have alcohol at these beaches, I don't think. So our thought was we would take the kegs, and Lake Superior was so cold that you would take the keg and you would just huck it out into the water, and you'd put a string on it so that it would sit there, and it would float just on, like, we'd have it, sunk just under the water so that it was not on the beach <laughs> i bet technically they would say that yeah you took that off the beach but uh so we'd stand in the water and we would have our beer there in the day that we figured out that jimmy john's would deliver to the stick because <laughs> whoever was working knew what we were talking about and so you'd just call and you'd there'd be 20 orders of people and then they would just deliver right there. And we figured out that we could just have food come to us at the beach. That was the best thing that's ever happened because there wasn't anything around at the time that you could just eat like without leaving there. I think it's funny that that was a convenience because one of the things that I've always been so bad at and with my roommates from college, we joke about it, whether it was tailgating or road trips or going out to the beach or the <clears throat> on a boat, horrible... Uh, preparation of bringing food yeah like it was always it was a joke it was a bag of pretzels like anyone bring any food uh i have a bag of pretzels like oh perfect and it was never anything beyond that and um after i um, met my wife uh, my wife now my girlfriend in college when we first met um and started having her come around it was like way better prepared for that <laughs> stuff yeah and now I feel like I don't really run into that issue anymore. Sometimes you and I on a road trip, 
I feel like I'm I'm lacking. Um, but if if our wives are coming, I mean, your wife is the notorious snack packer. Yeah, um, snack queen. She claims it. Yeah. So when we have that. It, that's no longer an issue, but I've been to the beach a lot of times uh, with bad preparation. Well, in Marquette, there is the beach that's so convenient because it's basically downtown. Mm-hmm. But you can also run up 550, which at this point fills 550 because of social media became like its own thing. Mm-hmm. But that was the last stop that you could get anything before you were going out and you'd drive up towards uh, Hidden Beach or anything along 550. There was uh, Wetmore Landing. And those were the spots that you could go at any time of the year. And you would have 500 yards to yourself. And if you had less than 250 yards to yourself, you're like, oh, this is annoying. Look how many people are here. Very different experience than going to Grand Haven. Yeah, especially, I mean, just right this past summer, all of the beaches throughout the whole state, yeah. are smaller because of the high water levels right. and it's I didn't think about it until I experienced it. We went out the one day and it was crazy. The one of the beaches was pretty much totally gone. So everyone was like sitting up on like a dune and in a in a like in weird spots and it makes even Grand Haven right now it's like half is deep. But the same amount of people want to go there. So it definitely has changed up some of the beaches around here right now. So we wanted to cover our beach topics. And that actually was um, spawned from a question that somebody had asked us a few weeks ago about where our favorite beaches were. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some nostalgia yeah. like based on like where you got to like go in college and like experience like your beach life, I guess yeah. you'd say. Um and there was a bunch more questions, so we wanted to do a little bit more rapid fire about the questions, and I think you have them, right? Yeah. So one of them that we get asked, uh, we talk about coffee quite a bit. Yep. Uh, and we got asked uh, a couple questions recently about coffee, and one of them was, okay, you walk into a shop, what are you ordering? And it it was kind of, it's simple, I think, for both of us, because we both like like a pour-over. Um, I'll go with mine. I, I like a pour-over that's like a, a black uh, just straight black coffee and a lighter roast. That's my yep. favorite. Lighter or medium. Um, and something with a little bit of fruity and acidity to it. I'm bad at explaining it. We did the test flight uh, with coffee with Ferris, and that was super helpful because uh, they were telling us everything. I said, I don't know what I... I know what I like, but I don't know how to tell you what I like. Yep. And then he told me how to say what I like. So it was... Uh, and I also learned, and now I really do this, so here's my pointer to you if you are, you know, don't know a lot about coffee, which I still don't, but as the coffee changes temperature, the different flavors come out a lot. So I actually don't prefer a scalding hot coffee, and that's like when you get a pour over, it's not. Right. So it's almost like drink it right away, and then as the temperature goes down a little bit, you get different flavors so yeah for me it's um black coffee light roast sometimes a medium roast pour over um not a fan of the pump pump crafts i feel like they just they've had 40 years of coffee in them well that we kind of have a thing when we're looking for coffee shops and this isn't always true but it is sometimes true and i'll actually tell you one of the examples of where this is not true but we say if you walk into a coffee shop and it looks like the coffee shop from friends you're not going to get the pour over that you want to get. You're going to get a carafe of pump coffee. 
and they probably have good espresso drinks. Oh yeah. Sometimes those places have like the yeah. best like um like iced yeah. drinks. Like there's they can make super good stuff, but not my typical go to. That's like a milkshake essentially. And so saying that there's you know, don't judge a book by its cover, but my general rule of thumb is if it is the friend's coffee shop, I try to find a different one. But there's a coffee shop in Port Huron, and it's called The Raven, and it's becoming pretty popular for a coffee shop. And the entire thing doesn't look like the Friends set. It looks more like the coffee shop that they'd be at at Harry Potter. <laughs> um, everything is very close quarters. The, the seats are small until you go upstairs. It's like a library that overlooks the river. And the entire thing looks like it's out of an Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, it's the Raven. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm an idiot. I've no. Okay, I never put that together. I was kind of thinking that as you started going, like, and I've never been there, but the way you were explaining it, the name really made sense. And then when you said Edgar Allan Poe, it's like, okay, that's that really makes sense now. So, yeah, the people when they have live music, it's funny. They actually you have to they have to climb up basically a fire escape. To a stage that's probably eight feet tall so you're at the level of, of if you're on the second level you're at the same level as the person but if you're just in the normal area where the entire coffee shop is it's downstairs and every time i go to port here on i make sure to stop in there and i know we're talking coffee for a long time yeah but you right. forgot to mention anybody that does a good nitro cold oh, brew yeah so good in the summertime nothing better than that but i find myself getting it year-round at this point oh well and now again we talked about it recently with the ferris cold brew in yeah. a can nitro cold brew in a can with the nitro widget it's like we're just we're keeping those in our cooler with us at all times it's awesome talk about going to the beach with one of those yeah get your um get your caffeine fix there because i'm not like a big energy drink no. drinker right um, back before i liked coffee i drank one like every single day and then I started drinking bad coffee and putting a ton of creamer in it, and then I slowly transitioned to where I am today. All, all right. right. Next question. That was a good coffee talk. It was. Um, all right. Next one is, and we'd make this one quick. We get we've got asked a few times. What is on your playlist, or what uh, musician or type of music are you listening to right now on on a road trip? All right. So I start this off by saying. I feel like I have terrible taste in music. Like, people, what do you like? And I have strong opinions, but I also sh don't think that anybody should like follow along and listen to like what I do. But I have two different things that are playing in my car. I either have super, super old country music, like Dolly Parton radio on Pandora. <laughs> because let me be clear. My radio is never on. Yeah. It's all coming through my phone. That's it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, like, it's not an option. Or right. CDs, which is old still. Yeah, I don't even, yeah. Some cars, I don't even think have them anymore. No, they don't. So, coming through, like, through the radio, old, old country. And then, if it's the other way, it's the most ridiculous thumping trap music, major laser, EDM, Steve Aoki, um... Anything like that where it's just like, I need something with a bass line that's going to keep the car ride going. And that's usually after I like 
gave up on coffee and I want to switch over to like a bang energy drink because I've got <laughs> another nine hours to drive. Yeah. And I think that that's a, a difference between us because then you also listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. and you listen to a lot of different things like that. And I, I have a huge variety of music. I've been to a ton of concerts. I like to say that I've been to, whether it's rock or country or EDM, uh, Americana, like across the line. So I'm all over the place, but you can usually, if I'm listening to um, one artist, I listen to the Ava Brothers all the time. I mm -hmm. mean, I've watched them 10 plus times now in concert. Like they're my go-to when I'm just wanting to listen to something I really like. But I also um, have Sirius XM and I tend to rotate between a couple major channels and one of them is Diplo's Revolution, which is like electronic music, yep. fun for road trips, and then Alt Nation, um, every once in a while, Kenny Chesney Radio, get the the beach vibes, uh, it's not all Kenny Chesney music, but it's like all kind of that beachy feel, Yeah. so I'm all over the place, um, I would say I kind of pay attention to what like my uh, Spotify tells me at the end of the year, and that's, I guess if we go off of that, over the past year, I've been... Um, a lot of Avid Brothers, I've been a lot of Diplo, Major Lazer, and I've had a lot of, uh, why well, I'm drawing a blank. I'll have to think. I can't remember the last one. Well. That was good. Yeah. I know that, um, my, I say classic country, but then I like that there's been like a renaissance of country music with like classic sounds. So I listened to Coulter Wall. He's very... He has like a very gravelly voice, almost like Johnny Cash style, mm -hmm. um, but he's making new music, so it's like you get new stuff. I actually drove all the way to Toronto just to watch him play. And then uh, Sturgill Simpson, so he's just, I guess you'd call it like psychedelic country. I mean, he's talking about doing mushrooms the whole time, so it's very, very different. But uh, Different type of country. <laughs> yeah, very different than what they used to talk about. So... Those are those are what I'm listening to. That's what we wanted to cover. We went nostalgia today, talking about our favorite college uh, beach town experiences and and what we did in college and and why that was so special and it was so different because we went to two different schools. And then um, what we're listening to on road trips, coffee shops that we like to go to. Um, we are continuing to try to bring you guys the best experience for when you're traveling. We travel the state every week. We go everywhere from Detroit to the tip of Copper Harbor, and we're out experiencing all of these things. And if you know of any spots that we've never covered, never touched, or never made a video about, we would love to hear about it because we think there's more spots in Michigan that are worth sharing, and we wanna make sure that we're getting to all of them that have enough value for us to go and share with the <coughs> world. I'm in the middle of an emotional speech about how much I love sharing Michigan, and Andy starts coughing and, <laughs> and ruins the end of the podcast. So I'm going to say... <laughs> I was trying so hard not to. Until next time. Cheers. <laughs>